Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihin ladhin astafa. Khususan ala sayyidi rusuli wa khatim al-anbiya wa ala alihi al-askiya wa ashabihi al-atqiya. Amma ba'd. In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to be people of a'mal, people of good deeds. And there are a list of good deeds that we are educated of from the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and also directly from the verses of the Qur'an. If you were to study the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you would see that from the moment Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered into awakeness until he rested at night, the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in some sort of remembrance of Allah. This would occur through general adhkar, remembering Allah when waking up, when going to the washroom, when washing up, when entering the home, when exiting the home. This would occur in the form of dhikr. The Prophet ﷺ had a very powerful, strong, strict regimen when it came to dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah ﷺ was very punctual in his ibadah. After doing all of these ibadat and all of these good deeds that we are taught by our deen, the truth is that first and foremost, it's difficult to even perform the good deeds because of the barriers that exist in our life. We look at the life of the Prophet ﷺ, we look at the Qur'an and we wonder, what can I bring into my life? So it's already difficult to bring it into our life and once we do bring those deeds into our life, once we do fast a single day, or we pray a salah, or we stand in taraweeh prayer, we pull out the Qur'an and we read it, shaitan then comes and robs that deed from us as well. How does he rob this deed from us? He robs it from us by first and foremost playing with our intentions, making it about showing off, that I want someone else to see me if they see me doing what I'm doing, I'll get some prestige out of it in this dunya. Or sometimes by skewing with the method that we actually do that good deed. 
that let's take this person's action away from the sunnah of Rasulullah Let's bring some sort of innovation or deviation into that practice. So there are many examples that we can turn to to learn how to protect our deeds and how important it is for us to focus on protecting our deeds. For today's dars and halaqa, I wanted to start with an incident and story from a famous scholar by the name of Muhammad ibn Aslam rahimahullah ta'ala. Imam, Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Aslam rahimahullah. Imam Muhammad ibn Aslam rahimahullah ta'ala his student, Muhammad ibn Qasim, says that I accompanied my teacher for 20 years. Sahibtu Muhammad ibn Aslam akthara min 20 sanatan. Falam arahu yusalli haythu arahu raka'ataini min at-tatawwu'i illa yawm al-jum'ah. That after being his companions for 20 years, other than the fard prayer, I did not see him pray two raka'a nafal publicly, other than two raka'a he would pray on Jum'ah. I did not see him pray two rakah publicly, other than the two rakah that I saw him pray along with his Jum'ah Salah. And I had heard him multiple times taking an oath. If there was a possibility for me to even pray my Salah while hiding it from the angels that were watching over me, I would do that too. Because I am terrified of showing off. This is how shaitan takes away a person's deed. This is how a person loses their sincerity. One may argue, that's a very extreme measure. What's wrong with flashing some good deeds here and there? Well, these people took extreme measures because they understood the outcome of the traps of shaitan. We already struggle with ibadah. And what little ibadah we have, are we willing to trade that off and lose it as well? Muhammad ibn Aslam rahimahullah, when he would pray salah, he would enter into a small room of his. And he would lock the door when praying salah. I had no idea what he would do in that room. He was a student. He accompanied his teacher for 20 years. My, my teacher, when it would come time for prayer, he would go into a room, lock the door, and he would be in there. And I had no idea what was going on until one day I heard him crying. His mother was scolding him, and I asked his mother, why were you scolding your child? And she said, my husband was praying salah. He likes to keep his prayer private. The child saw him uh, crying in prayer, so he began to tell other people that my father is so-and-so and he prays salah like this and this is his crying in salah. So the mother scolded him. And then she says that my husband, when he was done with his prayer and it was time for him to now face the people, he would wash his face so no one would see the tears. And he would apply kuhl to his eyes, antimony to his eyes, so when no one would see the traces of his tears. So no one would know that this man had spent the night or the day crying in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a fine balancing act here. There are moments that we spend our time worshipping publicly. Because that's what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa taught us to do. We're sitting in this masjid right now and tonight's the first night of many nights inshallah. May Allah keep this Mubarak gathering as populated and allow it to grow even further. 
There's a time for that. There's a moment to be public with your worship, but for every public worship you do, make sure that there are secrets between you and Allah that no one else will ever know about. Save your ibadat from social media. Save your ibadat from pictures. Save your ibadat from recordings. When you start your salah, forget the world exists. Forget about all the people behind you. Whether if you're an imam and you have a thousand people following you or one person following you, it should make no difference at all. Because the moment you start your salah, you are now reading for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just a few moments ago, uh, my son, he started reading taraweeh prayer. He, they're reading in the side hall. So as I was advising the kids before they started their taraweeh prayer, I said to them that you have to remember that all your lives you've read Qur'an to one another and to your teachers. You know, as you memorize the Qur'an and you revise it. But right now what you're about to do in taraweeh prayer is you're about to read your Qur'an to Allah Azawajal. Forget the dunya. Forget everyone. These are your moments. Don't lose your a'mal because of people. Similarly, when you're giving sadaqah, give it privately. When you're doing dhikr, do it quietly. When you're sitting in the car and no one else is there, do a little dhikr. As you're sitting in a gathering with people, maybe at an iftar and everyone's just talking and rambling and chatting, take those moments to quietly, silently, maybe without even moving your lips, do dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As you're sitting at your table at work, do some dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember Allah. This is the beauty of fasting. It is a hidden ibadah. No one sees it but Allah. And therefore, in the hadith Qudsi, Allah Azawajal says, fasting is for me, so I will reward for it directly. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to do good deeds in this blessed month and allow us to protect our deeds, preserve them, and forgive any shortcomings on our behalf. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Inshallah, every night, just so you have an understanding of what our series is about, this particular series in Ramadan, we're covering living with the righteous. So we'll be looking at different, different aspects of growth and areas that we can develop, but it'll all be through stories. There will be a story of a scholar of the past, one of the salaf, one of the muhadithun, fuqaha, sahaba, tabi'un, and we'll be studying their lives to see how we can learn and develop ourselves as well. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.